Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. Hi. JP Mosier. And we're here to celebrate. <laughs> that one got me. We're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. So the song we're covering today is The Boys of Summer by Don Henley and Should Have Known Better by Richard Marks had a kid. Oh. It would be this song. Um, we're in modern men of pop music, but this has that classic 80s feel that everyone loves and can relate to. I love this song. Rob, tell them about what song we're talking about. Tell them who we're covering and get to hang out with today. This is Get To You from the album Heat Wave by Matt Wirtz. go dare you to not roll your windows down exactly you know what i mean oh man yeah come on dude we're inside and my hair is blowing (laughs) it's like how is that even possible (laughs) that was get to you by matt wirtz from the 2014 album heat wave modern men of pop is our theme this month and i'm gonna call matt kind of the elder statesman of the group right yeah he is he is that line of like he's sort of the among the first of this generation, I feel like of of you know pop writers and 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 um, and artists um, in that. So this album was from 2014, but it was not his first. This was Correct. not his debut album. He had you know had a career um, that was you know still going several years before this. Um, I know he had a, he had a song featured in the. 2006 movie My Super Ex-Girlfriend. You remember that movie, right? Everybody was talking about it all summer. I don't think I know that particular film. I feel like I feel like I definitely um I feel like I definitely uh did not see that movie. <laughs> uh but Uma Thurman and Luke Wilson sounds like it should it's have been a, great a winner. Cast, I remember it? the ads for it and there's it's like a 
you know, there's like a smashed car in the okay. thing. And anyway, it's, you know, the title says it all. My super ex-girlfriend. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he, he had a song on that soundtrack. So this, this was not brand new artist territory. This is not yep. his debut. He's a, he's a well-established writer. He's written for tons of other people as well. Uh, he's written for Ellie Holcomb, Alan Stone, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, Natalie Cole for crying out loud. Goodness like, gracious. you know what I mean? So those are some big names, kids. Yeah. So not only is he an established artist in his own right, but he is also a, you know, a sought after um, songwriter in Nashville for sure. Um, Going to give you some Spotify information on him. We're kind of doing this in the to highlight sort of the modern pop artists that we're covering as Spotify has a different kind of metric than we normally use. So. If you go to Matt's profile on Spotify, you'll see that he has uh, 103,853 monthly uh, listeners on Spotify and 68,692 uh, followers. That's on Spotify alone, not to mention, you know, all the other things. Um, his top song actually on Spotify is called 519 or, or 5 Minutes and 19 Seconds, um, and it's got over... 10 million uh, listens on Spotify. That was from one of his, you, you look at that album cover um, and you can tell exactly when it came out. Yeah, that's good. That is the album under summer sun. And uh, you look at that, you look at the font and you look at the hair and you know exactly <laughs> what point in time, you know, that, you, yeah. that you're dealing with. Um, this is from the album 2014's heat wave, um, which is, kind of a, a departure from his, his previous stuff was like kind of what you would expect. If you said mid to late two thousands pop white guy, you know what I mean? It's, you kind of would know what you were getting into. Um, not that that's not that that's yeah, bad. It's not a bad thing. No, no, no. It's obviously it's great. Um, but this, this album and even more so his next album, gun shy in 2016 kind of took a left turn. Um, and in his on, on on his website, he says something changed um, after 2014's Heat Wave, a record that shone a neon light on Wirtz's appreciation for 80s pop music. Wirtz realized he'd grown perhaps a bit too comfortable in Nashville, where he'd been making music for more than a decade. Looking to write an album that tackled contemporary pop music from a different angle, literally, he headed to Los Angeles, where he spent several months writing songs for his ninth album, Gunshy. Fueled by infectious 90s-inspired beats, lush textures, and soaring airtight pop melodies, Gunshy fires twin barrels of modern pop and synthesized R&B, finding new life in old-school influences. So what you kind of have, you have, I consider these kind of companion albums. You've got Heat Wave that has a lot of 80s feels going in. You mentioned uh, Don Henley and um, Richard Marks, right, um, hearing hearing that in both of those. I would also throw in, uh, in my notes, I've got, let's see, if... Um, if this song had three parents, let's say, okay. I would go uh, Boys of Summer, as you mentioned, um, I, and Aha, I would go Take On okay. Me by Aha. Yeah, because um, that's good. Uh -huh. And then just in general, Brian Adams. Brian Adams, right? yeah. If, that's if Aha, Don Henley, and Brian Adams were in the room together yeah. and Brian Adams was in charge, I feel like this is the song yeah. that would have come out. That's good. You know what I mean? Um, it's definitely got that sort of homage to Boys of Summer, undeniably. Yeah. I mean, that that guitar tone, that the minor... similar riff. Yeah, it's got that sort of... It's kind of a clean-ish, Mark Knopfler-ish, you know what I mean? It's just... It hits all the right spots yeah. for people who were like... Um, and, and by the way, this was in 2014, okay? 
this was before, just before it was cool to start doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In the past few years. Everybody's doing that throwback. John Mayer did the whole album cover. Right. Yes. So, you know, I feel like Wurtz had the drop on other artists um, who who sort of went, hey, let's bring back some 80s production. It, we're not too cool to do that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that production's awesome. Let's, yeah. you know, let's let some of that back in. Um, because the door had been so closed on a lot of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, at the beginning of the digital era, um, you know what I mean? Then a lot of that production stylings got abandoned. Um, but this album, if you if you love that feel and you just want a sort of a modernized version of that, um, I highly recommend this album. This is one of those albums for me that uh, it's like the um, what was the, the the potato chips back in the day that said bet you can't eat just one lays was it uh, wavy lays that's that it right? it was the wavy lays with Bruce Smith in the commercial right <laughs> this is one of those albums that if I listen to one song I, I I can't listen to one song unless I have time to listen to the whole album okay if 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 I turn on get to you which is the first track off Heatwave yep. I'm listening to the whole album front to back and so. If I don't have time to do that, I can't listen to any of it <laughs> because it's just going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we should hit a, 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 a you know, few other uh, maybe highlights of this one. Um, let's go. Mm, you got a favorite you want to pull out? You roll with them. Okay. Uh, Last Good Girl. Yeah. This is, the, this is the second track. If you want a riff homage, too, you're going to get one right here. Yeah. Are, are you sure? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can see Macaulay Culkin in the background right now. <laughs> I'm not going to spend my life being a color. <laughs> can you do the rap? Uh, yeah, I think I can do the I rap. Think I, I think I can do the uh, Let's see. How's it, just give me the – let me think of how it starts, though. Uh, protection. Oh, yeah, I've got it. Yes. the nation. Yes. Consequence of human relations. It's, it's a, a surfboard surf on a global scale. I'd rather hear both sides of the tale. You see, it's, it's not, not about races, just places, faces. Where, where your blood comes from, from is where your space is. I've seen the bright get duller. I'm, I'm not going to spend my life being, being a color. You know what you just wow. said there that is right that I've said wrong my entire life? It's a turf war yeah. on a global scale. Yes. It's definitely the lyric. Why in my head have I always said it's a surfboard on a global <laughs> Oh, man. A surfboard. Yeah, I have man. no clue. That's amazing. Good job. Thank you for doing that right there with me. It's a surfboard. Yeah, you know what? When you said start it, I don't know why, but I almost went, yo, it's the green machine. Gotta rock, rock the, the town without, without being, being seen. seen. Have oh, you yeah. ever seen a turtle? Get down. Get down. So man. anyway, dude, man, that just happened. It's so, the same groove, yeah. That's right. We know you'll pay for that. Who knew we were going to do that? Who knew we were going to do that? This is, this, surfboard. Is, this is the beauty of, you know, we I, we haven't said this in a long time, but but we don't talk about our notes or anything like that before we... We do zero, like, we, we have to intentionally not say anything about what we're going <laughs> to yes, talk about. Because right. we find these nuggets and things, and then we just oh like, my God. we're like, no, we will never prep each other on yeah, where we're going. That's like, right. We're jumping in. We've held bits of information, juicy, Dude, juicy Rob's bits of information. Some for years. For, I mean, <laughs> Rob's got one on Denise Williams that I still don't know, and we prepped it in like 2018 or something like that. So there's one that he's held on for probably the northern part of four years that I cannot wait to when we do this episode. Oh, man. So it's going to be such a day. deflated letdown know, by the time right. we finally get to it. I, uh, I, I, go ahead. Keep talking. No, no, no. After you. I was going to say – I am dying to do the meet the band section on this because we've talked about production. We've yeah. talked about different things. Perfect. So let's play the jingle, and I want to talk a great story on meet the band. Let's do it. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. 
meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey! All right, guys, we're going to meet the band that played on Get To You. I've been so excited about this because this is the only time I've ever done this. Um, most of the time when I do my research, you know, I do it on my own. I try to find ways to verify and things. But I was not having a, a success in getting solid information on who played what and did what. So I simply just emailed Wirtz, and I was like, hey. I was like, Cliff Notes version, like, you know, I'm, we're recording this episode this week. Uh, I sent it to him on Monday. I was like, can you just confirm who played? And he sent me the greatest email. So um, I'm just going to talk about the, the band part, but great okay. email but from a great guy. Yeah. So he's like, here's the master creds, uh, credits list for, for GTY, which will be good to you. On drums, Elliot Huff. On, I'm just going to list them real quick, and then I'm going to go back and hit some quick stories on okay. each. So on drums, Elliot Huff. On bass, Jimmy Lee Slose. No. On synths, Charlie Judge. On background vocals, Matt Wirtz. <laughs> on percussion, uh, Brandon Hood. On programming, Brandon Hood. Mandolin, Bazooka. Uh, Excuse me, Bazooki. <laughs> Bazooki, sorry. Right, yeah, Bazooki. <laughs> I wrote that down wrong. Uh, banjo, acoustic guitars, electric guitars, Brandon Hood. Guitar solo, Brandon Hood. Okay. So a lot of Brandon Hood stuff. <laughs> Digital editing, Trey Keller. Recorded at the Castle and the Panic Room, tracked by Mark Hagen, overdub engineer Mark Hagen and Alan Parker, mixed by Steve Marcantonio. Okay, okay. fun fact, he put that at the bottom, Elliot played, played on the demo, and we had Chris McHugh play on it to replace, but didn't quite match the energy and the feel of Elliot's performance. Wow. I think we might have even covered that in the pod, but I'm not sure, um, and I definitely wanted to have my name straight. So anyway, he sent some other neat notes. Super cool. Yeah. Thank you, Wirtz, for doing that, um, for the clarity. Now, there's so many people I wanted to touch on, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to pick three. Okay. So, Jimmy Lee Slos. Yeah. Oh, God, I started legend. there. So, legend. Uh, was a member of the Imperials. Um, it's done stuff with Garth Brooks, Carrie Underwood, Keith Urban, PFR, Switchfoot, Jessica Simpson. Some of my favorites, but got to talk about the Michael W. Smith Change Your World video because okay. he plays bass on that with um, with Tony Palacios, yep. and they're the long-haired rhythm section yeah. that are killing it. I love that. He also did stuff with John Mayer, um, so we've talked about him in the past, but yeah. got to pause a second and speak on, on Jimmy Lee Slows. I used his tuner one time. That's awesome. In the, in the studio, my band was, was uh, recording in uh, Nashville – and uh was it just a fender boss tuner or was it it was a uh it was a korg tuner okay the little silver uh silver standalone tuners with the red buttons yeah yeah it was one of those that's awesome and um yeah so i was just grabbed a tuner as we were about to start a take and uh nathan dansler was engineering for us and he said he said hey that's jimmy lee slosis tuner so i was like oh well that's all right you'll be super tuned and then i knew by the way that's when i knew that these tuners are good enough for me. Right. You know what I mean? You if always Jimmy, wonder that's like. That's good. If Jimmy Lee Slusky uses it, it'll work for me. That's like one of the one of the first type of tuners that you get is yeah. the little thing that you just plug into, you know, yeah. or it's got a little speaker on it. And uh, so that's what I knew. That's all good. right. If this is good enough to play on all these albums, then yeah. I'm fine to that's use good. one of these. I like that. I'm not too cool I, for my this. My most tuner. recent, I saw him play with Russ Taft not too long ago. Okay. So he's, I mean, he's still out doing his mm-hmm. thing. Just, just plug and play guy. Yeah. Um, Charlie Lee Judge, or Charlie Judge, I did definitely want to talk on him because he's as modern as it gets. Like he's he's on the new uh, he's on the new Chase Rice, the new Dan and Shay, the new Lady A, the new uh, Taylor Swift. Um, like he plays accordion on the like twenty twenty two. Like he is as modern as it gets in terms of a musician. Yeah. Um, and he's all over the country music world. I mean, stuff Keith Urban, so another legend. 
uh, Brandon Hood as well. I did want to touch on Brandon because, ironically enough, he played guitar on the Flying album for Cody oh, Fry, for Cody. Okay. who we just had on last week. Yeah. So super, super tight group there. And he's he's modern as well, too, with yeah. stuff with Rascal Flats, Low Cash, everything. So. Yeah. Um, so a couple of legends there on that Meet the Band. Great Meet the Band section. Um, thank you so much, uh, Wirtz, for sending yeah, us that. That was really kind. Matt is a really funny guy. Absolutely. I don't know if we've really portrayed that yet, but just in our, even before our actual interview with him, just our like emailing back and forth as we were kind of getting <laughs> things set up, you know, he's just really funny, really affable Dude, and hilarious. just very uh, kind of, a, you know, approachable guy. I think, uh, you guys are really going to love him as we, um, get into the interview. So great guy. Super kind to talk to us for a little while. Um, I just want to highlight, I'm going to go with one more song off this album real quick. I know we got sidetracked with our rap battle, um, <laughs> but right. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to play uh, one more just because this song makes me feel so good. This is track six off of the heat wave album. This is called shine and this chorus. First of that, like sort of Beatlesy Delamitri hook. Delamitri is immediate what I thought of. Yeah. Listen to this melody, though. So incredible. She's like a diamond on the concrete, baby. Shine and plain as day. It just feels so good. The song is called Shine, and it feels like it, you know? I love that snare. Yeah. Oh. Check it. love it love it love it great album the thing about freedom uh all i ever want just the whole album is just fantastic go go listen to it um you're absolutely gonna love it and one of my notes you said this and we kind of passed over it but the snare sounds on this album are absolutely fantastic um, the the sounds in general on the album. Yeah, like, it's good sounding, every, sonically pleasing. Yes. yes, very very crisp and everything you could everything you could want from this you know this, from this kind of singer songwriter with a nod to this eighties production. You know what I mean? Everything is not as like heavily eighties as Get to You. Yeah. Um, but little nods throughout. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The album uh, is just really nice, and then. The Gunshy album, which was the follow-up, really leans into like '90s production. Yeah. So if you miss that, that has yet to super come back into the mainstream. It's going to be a few more, I think, years before people start. I'm ready for like, um, <laughs> I'm ready for like b-boy beats to come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff. Um, but there's, you know, you feel some of that on Gunshy, yep. which is, which is after this. On somebody other than a Bruno Mars album. Like, yeah. You want it on like a rock album. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. I think that's all I have. Do we have, do you have I got to stuff the genius. Oh, Let's play stuff the genius. Let's play Gosh. the jingle. Let's do it. I think I was already kind of feeling stumped. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. It's time to stump the genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right. 
guys, we're going to play Stump the Genius Mustache Edition. <laughs> that is right. So okay. on this wonderful video, uh, Wirtz is rocking this killer mustache okay. in yeah. the, the front part of it. So Mustache Edition. Uh, I'm going to play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, let's put 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. So we're going to have 30 seconds on the clock, and uh, Rob is going to have to guess – which uh, artist is rocking this uh, lip hamster? I mean, okay. this is going to be lip hamster. That's right, man. I have never heard that Come on. in my life. There you go. Lips, Hold on, let me find hamster. the. Uh... So we'll call it uh, Stump the Genius Lip Hamster Edition. There we go. That's perfect. Right. So that's what we're going to hear after thirty seconds. So there's a couple of b- bands. So you can just say the band. Okay. You don't have to say the member of the, the band okay, yeah, that yeah, has yeah. the mustache. Okay. Um, but these are all hits, and I'm thinking you're going to fly through this. I'm betting you're going to do it sub-20. All right. But uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Okay. So here we go. You want to do a countdown? Yeah, three, uh, two, one, go. go. Uh, Hollow Notes. Hollow Notes. Journey. Journey. Steve uh, Perry with a mustache. A mustache yeah. uh, this is uh, Toto. Toto. Queen, of course. Queen. This would about take a second. Oh, no. As the clock goes. You can pass and come back. Seconds. Pass. I shouldn't have passed. Uh, Stevie. Stevie Wonder. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm out. Oh, oh. man. That was... Oh, you're going to kill yourself when you get man. more. That was Prince. Purple Rain. Oh, my gosh. And the other one that I thought we would get there, this one was All Night Long with Lionel Richie. Oh. Uh, if we'd have got there. Wow. Takes Idiot. too much to get into the groove. I got flubbed on Purple Rain. Pur- I thought you would get Purple Rain and I, then you get back to, to I was Richie not in the Good headspace. Good run. Seven and 30 seconds is pretty fast. That's less wow. than four seconds apiece. You, you were cruising. I was. And we stopped. I got to, cocky, dude. And then we stopped to ponder on the fact that he remembered Steve Perry had a mustache and faithfully. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lip Hamster Edition wow. was cruising along. Um, wow. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's kick it. Let's do. Uh, you guys are gonna kick love it. Wurtz. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so enjoy time with Wurtz. And before that, before that, stop whatever you're doing right now. Um, I know you're doing your laundry, uh, but you shouldn't. Just let it. You know what? Run that one more time. Cycle in the dryer and stop what you're doing right now and go on all the social media things and follow us at Facebook. Instagram and Twitter, all at Great Song Pod. Sign up for the Facebook group, Great Songs, and the great people who love them greatly. Uh, and you can play some games, have some fun, do some other cool stuff with us. Check out the all new GreatSongPodcast.com. We've totally revamped the website. It's got a lot more to do on there um, and some fun stuff. And you can find songs by category. Like if you like 80s tracks, you can go find all the 80s tracks we've covered uh, all there in one spot. You can read our brand new blog. We've done stuff about our favorite guitar solos. Uh, I talked about the secret sauce in the new Batman movie soundtrack, um, various and sundry other things. We're trying to blog regularly to add that to our arsenal of things. So uh, check that out at the all new GreatSongPodcast.com. If you want to go the extra mile and actually support us in the show, what we're doing in this show and in future plans that we have and to, to help us grow and be able to do more things, you can go to patreon.com slash great song pod. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com if you want to help us support the show. And we can say thank you by giving you things like early release, bonus, bonus episodes, stuff you won't find anywhere else uh, just as a way to say thank you for supporting the show. So you can go to patreon.com slash great song pod if you want to be a Patreon producer. For now, we're going to go talk to the one and only Matt Wirtz, and we'll be back at the end to tuck you in. 
This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with the Whitney Houston of male singer-songwriters, <laughs> Matt Wirtz. <laughs> that some- is, uh, quite, that's the best, that is the best intro I've ever received. <laughs> Thank you. Well, may, may it Thank hold you. ever true. Uh, we were talking just a minute ago about, um, w- originally, uh, we sort of talked about, threw around a different song, and then uh, we realized that 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 particular song was not fully yours. Like it was really Dave Barnes song and you had, uh, yes. you know, made it yours. Um, but you were talking a little bit and why don't we go, go ahead and talk about this about, you said you used to be insecure about having songs that were hits, you know, and that people loved that. I never like, said that. Oh, come on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, that was just friends talking. <laughs> just, yeah, man, come on. No, man. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Keep going, Rob. No, I just, just, I just, just, just speak a little bit to that because we have a lot of artists and writers who, who listen to the show. So maybe they can they can glean something good from that. Yeah. I, I So this the the song, which shall not be named. <laughs> uh, Everything's Right uh, is a song that uh, I recorded on my album, 23 Places, which came out in 2003. And it was a record that like probably introduced my songs to a lot of uh a lot a a big a new crowd you know like it it really got out there there are a lot of people burning that cd you know (laughs) passing it around it probably had dave's name on it sometimes when people just didn't know we don't really know who this i we think it's dave barnes um but uh and so we were we made that record together dave and ed and i ed cash dave barnes myself and um, it was one of those things where we'd get like, you know, we'd have maybe 10 songs done or nine songs done. And we would kind of look at what we had. And we're like, what do we what do we still need to round the album out? What kind of song? This is back when we were making albums. You're you know trying to present like a, a, a full thought and one that would be list that you would listen to from start to finish, yeah. which I still kind of try to do that, even Absolutely. though it's like not that's not really like. You don't have to, and most people don't do that. Um, so uh, Dave was like, we were kind of like, we need another up-tempo. And Dave was like, what about Everything's Right? And I, I had heard Dave play that song live. He he had a, you know, he'd, he'd played it live with some shows that we'd done. I'm like, are you serious? Because I, I like loved that song. And, I, and honestly, I could not believe that he would that he would give it up. Cause it's like, I'm like, that's a good dude. That's a good one. Like, don't like, you don't give up the good ones, you know? <laughs> and he, he did. And I mean, I, I rewrote the second verse and I think we, I think the bridge got re reconfigured, but like it's my, my percentage on that is small compared to Dave's percentage on that. And I used to be insecure. What we were talking about, like I used to be insecure about the fact that like, that was people's, that was some people's favorite song of mine. And I'm like, well, I've got all these other songs that I wrote. <laughs> what about those? Yeah. You know? And people was like, no, it's everything's right. I'm like, dang. So I would, you know, it, it took me a while to just embrace it. You know, that it's okay that I didn't write the song. I made it what it is. And, um, and it's fun to get to share that with Dave. And honestly, I'm just so grateful uh, the heat that he like gave me that song. Cause, uh, it's, it's really helped get the word out, you know, especially, 
yeah, it was a big deal. And for it me. opens the door to all these other fantastic songs of yours for many people who that became the hook right. that, that then reels in the fish of, of listenership. Uh, and then they get to albums like Heat Wave, uh, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're awesome. going to talk about the song Get to You, which is just, just first of all, just a killer track killer song to kick off that album like you know i don't think anything else could have could have kicked off that album that way but um i've really enjoyed really digging into that album i listened to it again start to finish this morning um amazing and uh i just i just love it from from thank you great album man so uh, thank you so much rob congratulations and uh all right we'll see you later um (laughs) all right great that was a really fun (laughs) that was was great guys man uh, yeah. get, get, tell us a little bit about um, people who may not may not be as familiar with you may not know that it was kind of a um, I don't want to call it a departure, but like uh, a shift for you. This the, the Heat Wave album, um, you know, sonically and and it um, sounds like an 80s album. Yeah, like, I mean, a, lot it, it has, a lot of it has a very 80s feel to yeah. it so versus some of your other stuff is not. And like before that, like that's cool now. You know what I mean? But yeah. was, I feel like you were ahead of the curve on that. You know what I mean? You were like feeling the wave that was coming. Uh, so tell us about the, was it the, the was thing. it the heat wave? It was <laughs> that was it coming. Was coming. Yeah, definitely riding Good that. Life. Man, I I'm, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I I think you know uh, it. It sometimes I I can I can tend to be a little ahead of the curve of what's like um, popular, and that is cool. And I'm like can pat myself on the back for that. But commercially, sometimes it's like, you kind of like, you know, you kind of don't hit as many people as you could, you know? Um, I feel like there are some people who ride that line really well, um, who, you know, I know Taylor Swift, like she, she is like really into indie music. And I mean, okay, so let's talk about back then. I was listening to a lot of like, you know, uh, 80s singer songwriters. So, um, Brian Adams, uh, Brian, not Ryan. Uh, yeah. although I love, I love Ryan Adams. I, I don't know if it's okay to say that anymore, but right. I, I do, but I, but I, but I love Brian Adams. I love, you know, like Don Henley. Dude, and this is crazy. Like I wrote a question, like what artist did you intentionally try to channel when recording get to you? Unknowingly, it's Brian Adams, Don Henley and Richard Marks. So you're giving the answer. Richard Marks. Yeah, Richard Marks. That was the yeah. three I wrote. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was for like, and I think, I don't know, like back. So, so that was the, that was like the, the scope and the zone. And, um, so that when honestly get to you was the was the first song it was the archetype that was written that then kind of set the set in motion the record okay. so like um and i think if i remember correctly sometimes when i'm making records there are there like there there usually are like a couple of different like guiding light pieces that are given like from the heavens are like, okay. And I think with that one, I knew that the record was going to be called heat wave. I just was like, it's called heat wave and it's an eighties thing. (laughs) Like, and then the rest, it's like a logic puzzle. It's like, okay. So then what does that, what is that? And, um, with those two kind of guiding, uh, you know, bump, uh, the, the bumper in the, in the bowling alley, you know, (laughs) I knew what, what to, 
what everything else needed to be. So um, I also I knew that I loved that chorus, uh, that chorus electric guitar, super clean. Um, it's it's really it's really uh, like shines on another song in there called um, uh, "Whenever You Love Somebody." Um, and it's through a Roland JC, I think it's called JC 100 okay. amp. Um, and that's jazz we, chorus we, for those of y'all. That's that right, dude. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, per, that's, that's it. And, and, and that was something that was new to me at the moment. I did not know, but the, my friend that I was writing and chose to produce a record, uh, was named, his name Brandon Hood and Brandon was working, was kind of like, uh, Dan Huff's like protege, uh, who Dan and Dan Huff, for those of y'all that don't know is <laughs> oh, Nashville well, royalty. I talk you know. about him every week somehow. Yeah. He's Do like, you really? He's yeah. in my top five. He's my Mount Rushmore of like guys. Giant yeah. is one of my underrated favorite bands ever. What Dude. Amazing. Huff? Well, there's a Dan Huff solo on heat wave. Uh, I don't know how far you got Whoa. into it, Which but, song? but there is a, uh, Last good girl. Okay. Oh, last okay. good yeah, girl. Okay. Oh wow. I, yeah. Now, the, now, the, the, um, that. Yeah. Go back and listen to it. The solo in that Dan Huff played. That's killer. So anyway, we because of there's a Keith Urban song called um, Georgia. I think it's called Georgia Pines or something like that. And it's got that sound. That mm-hmm. sound guitar mic. I was like, Brandon, you got to find out like what like what did Keith use? What did what did you know? And so. Lo and behold, JC, Roland, JC 100, like, all right, we got to get one of those. So we, <laughs> we like rented one from, you know, SIR or something and like plugged the strat in. And so anyway, yeah. long story short, there, there were, there were just some sounds that I was trying to like channel and um, you nailed it as far as influences. Well, I uh, the way I discovered the song for the first time actually was through the video, um, the Battle of the Dance cool. video with you rocking yes. that amazing mustache. And, yes. and some of our favorites, Ben Rector's in there, and Steve yes. uh, killed his scenes too. You're without a doubt the coolest guy in the in the actual music part, rocking that jean jacket. So, you know, jean jackets Woo. are coming back, so here yeah. we are again, ahead of the curve, Dude, doing it again. I know, man. The jo- uh, Did I have the, shorts the on? Shorts, if I didn't have shorts, those shorts are <laughs> ridiculous. So I, I still have those shorts. Right, I man. saved those shorts. Yeah, <laughs> that's going the hard, shorts. That's going to go into Hard Rock some someday. It'll be just just the shorts. <laughs> There's a, another funny thing about that. This, the shorts that Rector. I don't know if no Rector wasn't wearing them, but there was another pair of shorts that like one of my crew had. There were these like baby. They're like light blue. Uh, see, they said SeaWorld and had SeaWorld embroidered <laughs> on them. And, and Rector was like, can I have those shorts? And I, and, and I was like, dude, sure. I mean, I, I felt like I hate asking people to do anything for me. Like I've just, it's just it's like, good trade. so it, well, it's not, it doesn't get stuff done, you know, <laughs> but I hate at, So I was like, yes, have the shorts, whatever you want. And, uh, and, but I regret, I'm like, Years later, I'm like, dude, do you ever wear those shorts? He's like, no. I'm like, I'm like, can I? I was like, can I have them back? He's like, I can't find them. Oh, no. Anyway, you got to find them in the in the video. There's I, one of the guys in my in my dance crew uh-huh. has these a beautiful light blue denim Sea World shorts on. 
and they're 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 gone. For those of our listeners that haven't seen the video, it's like the Anchorman scene only dance battle. It's wonderful. That's right. That's exactly dance battle. I mean, I I grew up on Breaking Two. Did okay. you ever see Breaking Two? Growing up, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there ever was a Breaking One. <laughs> I just think it was Breaking Two. It just went straight. Uh, it's like one. Troll Two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh. There was, I mean, yeah, so Breaking 2 was like, you know, these dance battles and it's like always, but, you know, uh, I thought it'd be fun to to loop in. And it was great. Yeah. Uh, anyway. You know what? I was thinking about going back for the to, to the gear for a second. JP, in your Steel Trap memory, can oh you remember? Goodness. I want to say it was the JC100 that Tears for Fears used on Everybody Wants to Rule it the is. World. Yeah. It's that the killer, same, yeah. The killer tones on Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I think that's also the JC100. Good, good memory so like, on that. Really? Spot Classic. on with the with the gear there. Yeah, um, if you want like a clean, super clean, like bell like tone out of your electric guitar, like that's the that's the amp. I think a lot of times they use it on uh, pianos, like electric. Uh, like you would oh, really? plug in your Roland keyboard yeah. into it. Yeah. To you know to just get like a really clean, no like not affected sound. Yeah. yeah. That's all. That what you hear on the record is essentially the demo. Wow. Uh, we, I wrote this with, um, Brandon Hood and Melissa Pierce on my front porch. Um, and we, uh, we, I had this like super cheesy little, um, uh, battery powered. No, I think you, I think you can plug it in or maybe it's also like battery powered, like amp that was made by, uh, it's like a Vox with like built in, like effects but there was a chorus on there and, and i was just like i just wanted to be able to have like a little amp that i could just for inspiration that's yep. like you know but we piped in like a drum that the we put we like sent that through yeah or maybe that was that could have been going through like a, another little speaker and then brandon was playing electric with that chorus sound effect through that crappy little amp <laughs> And, um, and on our front porch and, uh, and we did, I was going back through looking at, cause I wanted to make sure I, I had some, you know, like memory of things, but we, we wrote the song on March, uh, I believe it was 12th, uh, of 2012. And, and we, and we demoed it later that night or no, it was March 21st when we, when we wrote it and we demoed it later that day, we, we got like a, a work tape, but then, um, we sent it to, I was, I was writing for, um, BMG at the time I had a country pub deal. And so we sent it to Daryl Franklin at BMG and he was always looking for songs for Keith Urban. So, so he immediately like, um, was like, go, go demo this. I want to put, uh, you know, I, I want to play it for Keith. So Brandon hood was, is a producer. He went and demoed it and he, and he had Austin Huff play drums on it. Okay. Um, he, Brandon played electric. He's a fantastic electric player. Um, I honestly don't recall who played. I was not there for the demo session. Okay. Um, you just came and, in and, uh, I just came into the vocal and uh, a lot of times I do that. I'm not like the best guitar player. And so I pretty early on was like, you know, I'm a creative guitar player, but I'm not like in time. And my feel is like, I, when it comes to recording, I realize like, Oh man, 
I don't know if I've got the touch, you know, that, that, uh, it takes to really like lay down a recording, a recorded guitar, you know, that needs to be a part of a band and like not, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll play so in this live. I'll you have to that. play guitar because you look cool. You feel, does it give you yeah. extra confidence playing guitar with this? Yeah, song? totally. Something to hide. This song it. is so fun to play live. It's it's just like, and and especially when you're playing it live with a band and 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 you're and you when you go into the solo section and like that part is just so it's just so much fun and that and that drum groove is just like instantly makes you want to dance it feels like you 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 automatically do the 80s dance you know <laughs> yes. it's like you, you just have to do this it just does something to your shoulders um, you become carlton it does <laughs> you become carlton exactly so yeah it was man uh and then the fun thing is we went and when we went to track the bulk of heatwave when we were like okay we're gonna we've got all these other songs now we're putting it together we had like an all-star band. It was basically like Huff's guys, Dan Huff's guys. So like Chris McHugh and um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm blanking. You'll have to go in and fill the, the gaps in. But um, all I know is that we kept Austin Huff's drum take. That's cool. That's awesome. That's the, the moral of the story is the demo kind of like the, the energy that he played with was like, we can't, like we can't beat that. Yeah. I've, so. heard a, I've heard two different acoustic performances that you did in 2013. One on the Ear Candy podcast, and one is just a video. Acoustically, it sounds like a completely different song to me. Like when you play it on acoustic guitar, it doesn't even sound like the same song. Well, it, it's fun to see how that affects it. And I did a, I did a recording. Uh, I think it was last year. I put out like basically an acoustic greatest hits uh, record called Renderings. Um, volume one. Volume one. So and maybe some more volumes. Hopefully, future, yeah. I gotta make some more hits. I gotta yeah. write some more hits. Uh, hits are in quotes because you know, <laughs> uh, never had a real hit. But uh, I did a version of "Get to You" that sounded very like right, like very haunting, kind of. Like I slowed it down, and it actually kind of sounds creepy. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna get to you, and, and I might. <laughs> And then I might eat you. Is is like I'm gonna get to. It you feels in like a that yeah. in a bad way. Yeah. So you 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 probably you you ought to start running. Uh, one thing I love about this track is you know we talked about the influences are are pretty apparent. You know what I mean? I feel like you kind of wore those proudly, but it still feels authentic. It's it's you know it doesn't feel like you're trying to rip somebody off or you're trying to you know it's like that thing of where like a CCM band just sounds so much like Coldplay or U2 or whatever. It's like, this isn't cool. You know what I mean? Like you went too yeah. far. How did you, how did you kind of ride that line of going, this is still going to sound like Matt Wirtz. This is going to be a legit song. It's not going to come off as a joke, you know? You know, I'm glad that you say that. I think that was one of my insecurities. Like after the fact, I, I um, what I learned, what, what I took from that record, I actually, I actually, came away from that record thinking that maybe it was a little, that maybe I was too close. Like maybe I was too on it. And it, instead of being an homage, it like, I wondered if it was too, too like kitschy. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's funny is, have you guys been following John Mayer's like release that's coming out Friday? Yeah. So 
I, like he had, he's doing an eighties record and, um, and he is fully embracing he's really like, leaning into it hard, really Color leaning scheme, into it. Like everything sound sonically. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I'm like, huh? Like, okay. So maybe I was, maybe I wasn't like, maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Like I, but when I made, when I went back and made the following, the record after Gun when record. I made gun shy, yeah. I was intent to like, okay, I been listening to a lot of, you know, like a lot of nineties, you know, I want to make a pop record, all this stuff. But I'm like, it can't sound like dated. And, um, and so to answer your question, Rob, I like, I'm happy to hear that as it's aged, you know, heat wave does not sound like a, um, like a rip or like a, um, we we weren't trying to rip it off. We were just taking different sounds. I mean, we honestly, it probably doesn't sound like a rip because we weren't good enough to <laughs> get that. You know what I mean? We weren't we we did, we weren't good enough to like really hit hit the nail on the head. I mean, so, uh, but I've also found that you know how like so like comparing artists like Bonnie Ray and Cheryl Crow like. Cheryl Crow can do the kind of jazzy bluesy thing, yeah. but she also like does like a rock thing. She can, she can do like a folk thing. Um, and, but Bonnie Raitt may be a little more like narrow, but it might be easier to describe what Bonnie Raitt, like you say, Bonnie Raitt, I want a Bonnie Raitt vibe. And you yeah. kind of know, yeah. I've always felt more like a Cheryl Crow kind of person where like, I, I, I like him a, I love all different kinds of music and you put it through this filter of me. And hopefully when it comes out, it's like still has something unique to it, but it may not be as like easy to uh, nail. And I felt like that was a detriment early in my career. Cause I was coming out with guys like Mark Broussard, who was a, you know, very much like a blue eyed soul guy. And even Dave, when Dave did chasing Mississippi was like such a, um, felt like such a thing. And I was like, God, man, what's my thing. And I've always just kind of felt like I like all these different styles of music and it's fun for me to get to like put on those, that costume and wear the Michael Jackson costume for a song and wear the, Brian Adams costume for a song. And so the fact that any of it sounds like me is a miracle, honestly. <laughs> well, and that, that, that thought process probably serves you well as a writer. You know what I mean? That you can kind of aim for, you know, you've got somebody that says, I, you know, I'm looking for something for this particular artist and you can kind of put yourself, you can put on that costume and write for them. I imagine. Right. I mean, sort of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, th- I think so. I mean, uh, definitely I can articulate with, I'm not like a track guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm like so enamored. I think I'm just, I'm just old enough to not be good at that. Uh, you know, I'm like kind of missed the window where like, you know, like a lot of these younger, younger guys are just like, and, and girls are just so good at like tracks. Um, so 
I think I'm a pretty good communicator too. So I'm able to like communicate what I'm wanting to hear and pull references. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I can, you know, adapt and kind of write for different things. I love getting to write for different styles of music. It's, it's so fun. Yeah. I could, so real quick, you kind of went, you kind of led me into a question here. Um, okay. I, I wanted to do okay. with you. So you were talking, you were sort of pitting Cheryl Crow, uh, Bonnie Raitt, you know, and, and pitting them, not pitting them against each other. You know what I'm saying? Making that, sure. uh, drawing that comparison. Um, and so I've, I've never done this with anybody, but I thought, you know what? I think Matt might be fun to play some like word association with. Um, and so oh, it, it's leading me to this word association and some either or. Okay. So okay. I'm just going to okay. throw out, throw out some stuff. Either you, you give me the first thing that, that comes to your head when I, when okay. I okay. 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 Right. Uh, Chicago. Uh, sa- uh, Saturday in the park. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Peter Gabriel. So, Oh, I mean, uh, Freaking a! I mean, uh, the, the 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 drum groove uh, for in your eyes. Yeah, that's the right answer. Oh man, that's so the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Rascal Flatts. <laughs> my my wish for you. <laughs> for some reason, that's what I think about. Is my my wish. Um, my he's got the runs man he's got the runs for days <laughs> oh man i i'll go to uh my least favorite version of life is a highway when i think of rascal flats sadly <laughs> oh, that's what man. i think of first is their version from cars um well th- yeah keep going i could go on a yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but my the reason the reason why my wish is have you ever played the the yard game cube or cub k-u-b-b no idea what you're uh-uh. talking about right now there's a yard game called Cub or Cube. I think it's Swedish. And one of the, like the brand that makes it is M-A-G-I-F-T, Magift. Okay. And so whenever I see that, Magift. I just think, Magift, <laughs> Magift. I, like, and so I'm playing that game. I'm just like thinking, you know, Gary LaVox, like my, my gift. <laughs> I don't know why. Awesome. Yeah. All right, let's see. I'm. Uh, this is. This could go either way. You could go. What the crap are you talking about? Or you could be like, I absolutely love this. How about "In the House yeah. of Stone and Light" by Martin Page? Don't know it. Wow. Okay. okay. He's right. he's awesome. You'll I need to write that down. It's one of my top five favorite albums of all time. Martin In the pa- House of Stone. You know are you Martin kidding Page me? Is? You know who Martin Page? No. Is? Okay. He's no. Written, he's written. He wrote. He co-wrote. We built the city. Uh, and these <gasps> dreams. These for dreams heart. for heart. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of uh uh go uh. Go West, yeah, King yeah. of Wishful Thinking, you know all that stuff. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, he had this track what's in the, the mid '90s. It's called "In the House of Stone and Light," and it was at the time it, it set a new record for like longest run at number one or something. It was it was huge. His name is Martin Page. Okay, so may, so maybe I do. I'm writing this down right now. I'm not just checking Instagram. <laughs> um, maybe I do know the song. You might know, and I just it. don't. I don't know it by name. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I love, I mean, King of Wishful Thinking is a song that I quite often will segue into after, oh. like, in one of my songs, I will, I, I, I end it with King of Wishful Thinking. Really? Okay. Then you'll really like so, your page. Yeah. So. And, and I, I built the city on rock and roll. Feels like kind of like maybe one of the, like, my favorite, like, guilty pleasures, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't know if, if if that song, 
I don't know if it's like music cred people like that song. Do they? No, most people hate a it. A lot of people. It's they it's ha- on, they hate that song. Yeah, yeah but that's okay. Right? It's we, on we a lot it. of it's on a lot of like worst, worst pop songs, songs of all written, time lists. It's great. You know? Yeah, but I don't know why. It's awesome. I, I love it. I do. Yeah, I do too. It reminds me of like a, a certain moment in time. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Okay, let's do some. Let's do a few either or. Um, these are just random. Marvel or DC? Oh, Marvel. Marvel. Okay. All right. Uh, bad yeah. album or thriller album? Uh, I would say, God, that's really tough. I'm probably going to say bad. Same. JP, how about you? I go thriller. You go go thriller. I do thriller. All right. Even though I like the band better on bad because Nathan East plays bass on bad Uh, and, and Dan Huff obviously is all over bad. Sure. Okay. All right. uh, Were you, Rob, are you a, are you a bad guy? I'm a bad guy. I'm the worst guy. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I go thriller because of human nature, which anyway, so anyway, go ahead. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's that's a tough thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a t- that was a really tough question. But yeah, I think bad is probably. All right, I got two more. I've, I've, I was okay. Great. No, great. go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's delay. just like that. That was I was at I was at an age like, that was like I was old enough at, at that at, you know when bad came out to like remember when it came out right. and like I had friends that got the tape yeah. you know and I knew people that went to that tour. I didn't go. Like I was, I grew up in a Christian house and we just didn't, I mean, having like secular, you know, tapes was, you know, but, but my parents did give me, this is so weird. They gave me thriller on vinyl for Easter. (laughs) He is. It was the weirdest. Yeah. That's awesome. It was the weirdest gift, but like I remember getting Thriller on vinyl for, for Easter, Easter as a as a kid, oh, as a God. young that's amazing, as a young kid, and I would dance around the living room to that, and it would it was skipping all the time, you know. But anyway, that's my favorite story. I'm still gonna, and then after that, you go into Carmen. Like, okay, what was your first? Uh, <laughs> exactly. What was your first concert? At CCM, first CCM concert. It's first yeah. CCM concert. Okay, I'm gonna say it was either. It was, I think it might have been uh, DC Talk okay. on the New yeah. Thing tour. So I remember, this is what I remember about the DC Talk thing. First of all, it was like New Thing. So, you know, he's doing it. God you know, is doing, God has doing, doing a new thing. Yeah. And there is a video of me performing, uh, oh shoot, what's, which song was that? I, I performed a DC Talk song for the church talent show at some point. I got to find uh, that. That's going to be our promo wow. to uh, set up this episode. It, it's, it is uh, atrocious. But <laughs> I remember from the DC Talk Show, it was a small theater at the, at the um, Kansas City Youth for Christ building because I grew up in Kansas City. And I just remember that they were rocking like Jordans. Uh-huh. Like they were, they were wearing like the coolest shoes. <laughs> and I was like, they're cool because they're wearing Jordans, <laughs> you know, and – uh, and whatever else. And yeah, that, had- that was, that was my memory from that show. If, uh, when you're, when you start a writing session, if you're, whether you're co-writing or writing, you know, with someone in mind, that kind of thing. But if you start with a sort of a blank slate, um, for a song, what do you look to first for inspiration? Uh, typically it's, it's something musical. It's something musical that, um, just inspires a melody. Uh, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more drawn, uh, and, and then 
So yeah, like if we're going back to just like the basic like writing songs on guitar, which is feels like a novelty now, which is what I'm doing for like now I'm for my next whatever I'm doing project. Uh, I'm I'm just writing by myself in my room here with my guitar, and you know, I'll, like if I write with other people, I'll just start playing my guitar and see if something like speaks to me. Uh, especially if I'm, if I'm writing for something that I'm going to want to sing, like, does this, does this do something to me? And then, uh, is it doing, and, and if I'm with other people, is it doing something to them too? And then, if it is and the vibe's going, it, then you just start kind of like, I, I'll just start like singing melodies to see if anything feels like it fits in the, you know, the pocket. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes there's, um, I've, I keep, you know, I keep song words or song ideas like in my, in my memos on my, on my phone and between that and maybe like something else that somebody else might have heard me say, like, did you just say, you know, like casserole? Like, yeah, I did say casserole. <laughs> Let's write about a casserole. You know? Word association <laughs> with casserole. Go, Rob. <laughs> casserole, go. Oh. Uh, sour cream noodle bake is oh, wow. the, the definitive. That's, okay. that's my, my childhood favorite meal that my, my mama makes. Sour cream noodle bake. Awesome casserole. I'll send you the recipe. Please. Uh, but the uh, anyway – that's kind of how it goes for me. And, and, and then hopefully I have time to like really, and and especially what I'm trying to do now is really spend some time with the lyric. Um, I think with co-writing sometimes uh, that's one of the things that I felt may have suffered is like the, like having a space to really play with a lyric, uh, you know, and, and make it feel like, uh, ha- have that like unique, like way of saying something yep. that I, that I would do. Yep. There, uh, there's some parts of these where we just kind of gush over things that we love about the artist. So sit back and get the big head on this. I'll just mention a cool. few, few little hidden gems love that it. I love. I really like bringing on back with Russell Dickerson on the porch and the someone like you live at home. Those are some hidden works gems that are out there. I really liked that session. Those, that stuff. Um, Thank you. My favorite words line is actually not even in a song, but it was on the uh, John McLaughlin uh, dueling pianos, uh, the heartbreaker perfect combination. And you say, the shoes on the couch is okay if the couch is outside the house. I loved that. I loved that. Uh, but man, your, your haircut in that video, the man bun, that was not the best play. Um, I'm sorry, man. That was the. So wait, I thought this was just a. I think this is a puff that, piece. That was the break. That yeah. was the break. That was the okay. Okay, up, we're now pull them down. No, and criticism, then, and then we'll, yeah, yeah, and now we're gonna talk about the things, the mistakes that I've That's made right. in my career. Now, um, also too, you done stuff. Uh, you wrote some with Ian Keggy. Um, I'm from Hot Shell Ray. I'm a big Phil Keggy fan. Um, he's on my Mount Rushmore right beside Dan. Have you had any interactions with Phil um, during your sessions with Ian? Did you ever get to meet him? Or I've not, but I'm also a Phil Kagey fan. I had to kind of like, you know, I don't know. I had to I had to check check my myself when I was like hanging with Ian because, um, yeah, I dude uh, beyond nature. Oh yeah, I love Phil Kagey. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, I also love the Sunday's Child stuff. Yeah, uh, it's very like. 
You know, I don't Steve know, Taylor Beatles wrote a lot or... of stuff on Sunday's Child with him. Did he really? Yeah. See, you got like this is one thing that you guys are so great at that I I, I don't read I don't read the credits. Oh, like, it's my favorite part, yeah. dude. I, I know. Love I can tell. It. Love it. You guys know it. it's awesome, but yeah, that, I mean, so Phil, I've not interacted with Phil. Um, you know what's funny? Here's like a full circle moment. I was going to see when I first got to town to Nashville in 2001. I was like, I went to go see a Phil, like Phil Kagi play at um, Cafe. Uh, what's what's the place behind Exit Inn that's like open 24 hours? You know what I'm talking I about? I don't know. I've, I know. I live in Chattanooga, so I don't know any cool know places. Exit in, but I didn't know. Okay, fat, we can fact check that later <laughs> or whatever. But I went to go see him play um, there. And when I was there, I ran into, I noticed these guys. I'm like, they're in the band, the Pool Boys. And um, the Pool Boys were a Kansas City band. And I was like, whoa. And, and I, I'm new to town. And I'm just like looking for any one familiar like literally I, I might have gone with my roommate any kind of connection so i'm like are you guys in the pool boys and and they're and they were like yeah and they and they they're at the place where like they couldn't believe they were getting just they were getting like you know uh recognized in yeah. nashville like <laughs> not and in kansas so City. long story short they were working with Ed Cash at the time on a record. Wow. And so they were like, you guys have to, you, you should come down. We're working with Ed. I'm like, no way. You should come down to the studio. I'm like, oh my gosh, amazing. Totally like separate from that, I had reached out to Barnes because I found him in, I stumbled on his website back in college, like a few months earlier. And we connected over uh, at Satco for tacos and he was interning for Dave at the same time. So immediately there's like, or for, for, for Ed, Ed at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So we had these two, there were like wow. these two separate connection points to Ed that ended up like just kind of making a, a meeting like super, super natural. Uh, Another not, DC I talk mean, both, reference there. <laughs> hey, both, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both supernatural and the God, <laughs> you know, same way. And like, it was very natural. Uh so anyway, that was kind of fun. So Phil Kagey, yeah, uh, That's cool. he's really cool, and and Ian is such a such a talent and such a, such a like awesome guy. So we're actually going to be working on some uh, some kind of like licensing music together oh, soon. Cool, that's yeah. a good idea. So yeah, the, uh, yep. and there's other things that I like too: slow motion, lemonade, easy things, hard life. It's more electric feel, embracing the loops and the midi midi key parts when you do it live. So cool. So good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. We better do. I guess we better kick it to to, to old number eighteen is what we okay. call this question. We got it. Yeah, this is something that we ask everybody. So you're okay. on tour, either solo or in a rock band, whatever. You're you're opening for the Pool Boys or whatever you're doing. But uh, you, you <laughs> opening go, for the Pool I'm Boys. I'm just kidding. Rude. What well, went Two thousand three. Anyway, but hey, back in the day, that's where Dave and I opened for the Pool Boys. Uh, that was okay. yeah. So okay. it's, it's happened. Okay. So yeah. you go into a gas station. What is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're thinking of yours, I'll tell you my answer. I get a Three Musketeers bar. When I was growing up, my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want, and that's the most ounces. They're all the same price, so that's the most ounces for the money. So I get a Three Musketeers. I love Musketeers that. That's how you did it. What is your gas station snack food of choice? So it would be, I mean, I'm a Reese's man. Uh, love me some Reese's. I'd say in, in more current years, I've been going for like almonds and okay. a banana. 
I'm trying to like, you know, I'm trying to fit into the clothes I bought year. You know, I don't, I don't want to keep having to buy new clothes. So I'm like, I need to, so it's, it's a, it's a smart water. It's a big old smart water. Cause what I like to do is I like to, I like to drink that. And then when I'm done drinking it, I like to, I like to pee into it in the car. So I get a good, I get, I get a one liter smart water, water bottle. So there's no chance that you're going to fill that baby up. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. And some almonds and, and a banana. All right. Yeah. Great. But gotta- gas station fruit, man, is is maybe maybe as suspect as gas station like sausage. Chicken, Hot dog. You know? Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. Man, thank you thank so you much. So much. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll be in touch. Hope to meet you guys soon. Same. Talk to you later. Same. See you, man. All right. Thanks Bye. so much. This is the Great Song Podcast. And that was Matt Wirtz, kind enough to join us for a few minutes of fun on the Great Song Podcast as Modern Men of Pop Month rolls on. We got a couple more coming for you, and uh, and I, I think we're going to talk some more about mustaches, quite frankly. There's <laughs> a good chance. Just knowing who else we got coming up, going I feel like there's going to be some more mustache chatter. So <laughs> we'll be back next week with another great song. Until then, I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music. <laughs>